we're we're live. I um we're back. Last week was a uh, was a great one. Last week was a great one. Uh, we had I think it was one of our most viewed shows ever. I think one of our recaps might have been higher, but um, you know last week was uh, was up there with the uh, with the best of them. So we're back for another. What did I even call this show? A second off season show. Okay, so I was very uncreative. They're well, very they're... uncreative. Some sometimes I'm creative, other times uh, not so creative. This was ooh, my computer's doing a little, a little uh, nonsense. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, there's not much news, yeah. so you don't you didn't have to be creative. That's true. That's true. This was the Gabe Davis experience. Yeah, <laughs> the Gabe Davis experience was uh, was definitely one of our. <laughs> one of our better shows. And then, you know, we had, uh, there was one recap during the season where I kind of went like a little nuclear and that <laughs> show, that show was very widely, uh, widely viewed. But if you notice, I have a new Twitter handle, a new Twitter handle. I'm now, uh, at Tyler FF creator. If you've noticed, I I've used that account before, <laughs> That was my old account for the YouTube for this YouTube channel. Now that's uh, Tyler at uh, Tyler FF Creator Two. Notes. <laughs> so I've I've stolen the original to use for myself, and I explained this on Twitter. But I and I you know I did an interview with uh, on Get Real with Casey Kasem. You'll see that. But maybe today, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? You'll see it eventually, sometime soon. Where I, uh, you know, I talked about why I did that, why I changed my account from a DLF branded account i just felt that oh we're echoing there um uh, but anyway i felt that there's nothing against dlf or anything but you know i just felt that it's time for my tweets to represent what they are which is me <laughs> and uh you know i just felt like it was confusing to have the dlf brand in there and i just decided to change it I've never had a non-branded Twitter account. So nothing's changed over since I changed it. Though. It seems like I still get all my interaction. I still get all my everything. So it seems like it'll be a good decision for me. And it's going to be good for everyone going forward. Um, yeah, nothing with DLF is going to change. You'll still see my articles. I'm working on one right now on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Still see Ask DLF. That's not going to change. So, you know, nothing changes other than the handle name. Um but yeah, if you uh, if you're watching this and you want to put questions in the chat, go ahead. I recorded my first Patreon show ever. It's on this YouTube channel, but can't see it unless you have the link. Uh, but it's unlisted. But uh, you know, I recorded that yesterday. So if you're interested, don't sign up for the Patreon today. It's uh, February 28th, last day of the month, worst day to sign up. Wait till tomorrow, sign up, uh, and then you can see. You'll the video will still be there. Trust me, it'll still be there uh, a day later. You'll get all my other stuff. Uh, but anyway, we have... My computer screen is literally going to kill me. It's like fluttering. Uh, we have a show sheet. Yeah. So uh, since there are no questions in the chat, you want to just... Yet. Not well, yet. Not but, yet. Well, I mean, the show will be very short if there are no questions in the chat, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. But uh, you want to just start with that? And then if, if yeah. people roll in with questions, they can uh, they can roll in? Yeah, for sure. I mean... Let's start with the question you posed on Twitter. What was it yesterday? I forget what day it was. Days blend together, but I know you posed it on Twitter. 
it was a one QB dynasty startup question. And the 101 through 103 would be Jonathan Taylor, Jamar Chase, and Justin Jefferson. And then you said, who would be the 104? And you got a plethora of different answers. I did. I got, (laughs) it's one of my most interacted with tweets of all time. As crazy as that is. One of the most interacted with tweets ever. Uh, I got a zillion answers. I got everything from Cooper Cup to uh, Derrick Henry. <laughs> so, yeah, no, many, many, many answers. Who would you pick if you had to choose, if you could only have one player? I, I responded to your tweet. I, I got to go with Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts? The positional scarcity, the age, the production year one. I mean, you can't really bet against it. I'm good with that. It's it's tough, especially when those three guys come off the board. Cause like, it feels like they're gonna tear their own a little bit. I might put Kyle Pitts in there. I, I might try. Uh, Kyle Pitts is not in there. I know he hasn't I, done I, enough. He has to progress more. He's in the next tier. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, right now I have DeAndre Swift ranked there. Feels a little weird, honestly. I mean, ADP agrees with me. Or no, actually, ADP has Najee Harris. The new February ADP has Najee Harris just ahead of DeAndre Swift, but they're four and five, and then Kyle Pitts at six. And and I think that those are the three clear choices. Maybe Javante Williams, if Melvin Gordon actually leaves, is is in consideration in that group. But for now, with that risk, he's in the next year. Yeah, I, I could totally get on board with that. But a lot of Swift, a lot of... Najee, I, that seemed to be the consensus. Yeah, Swift, Najee, and Pitts were the ones I heard the most, those three. And I agree with it. I mean, those are the next three I have in that order. So I, those are the ones I heard the most. But like I said, I heard plenty of Javante, a lot, some A.J. Brown, a little bit of C.D. Lamb, less so than in the past. There were a good amount of McCaffrey and Cup from the non-ageist people. Uh, and then there were a few people saying Debo, which I totally understand. I saw a Metcalf or two. Uh, there was Waddle. Yeah, those were the main names. I actually don't think I saw Tyreek even once. So he's he's kind of... I just think that for the older receiver crowd, Cup has become the name. Cup has become the guy. He's uh, six... You know, uh, he's in between age of Adams and Tyreek, but I think people are in on Cup as the old player, the, the choice of the non-ageists. Uh, I literally, I didn't hear Adams or, or Hill almost at all. So It's kind of crazy. I'd, I'd hate to pick it up 104 for a 1QB startup. Like, that's the spot I want to leave. Yeah, I mean, really. So I have DeAndre Swift at four. And I have uh, Deontay Johnson at 17. Would you even, um, like, would you add an early second to get from Deontay Johnson to DeAndre Swift? In one QB, probably. It's close. I'm not even sure I would. It's close. Like, oh, let me go one up. Will you add an early second to get from T. Higgins to DeAndre Swift? Probably not, right? Probably not. So that shows you that, like, this tier, it's clear. Because you would add, would you add an early second to get from DeAndre Swift to Jamar Chase? Because I would. Oh, oh, easily. You have to add more. So, So that shows you that Taylor, Chase, and Jefferson. I think DeAndre Swift is closer to... I have Swift at fourth overall. I think he's closer to Deontay Johnson at 17 
than he is to, I have Jefferson at three, Jefferson at three. Like, I think the difference between four and 17 is less than the difference between four and three. Like the tier gap to me is massive, massive. If I don't have a top three pick, I'm either trading up or down. There's almost no way I'm making a pick from four to to like 12. I want to go in a direction. I'm not making that pick. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, if you go down, you can, can, if you're in a league where you get some leagues, there just aren't a lot of trades or you're in a fast startup draft where trades are not, you know, applicable. That's why I asked the question, you know, and I I made the comment. The whole point of this thread was that there are a zillion options at 104 and you want to try to trade down. But, you know, that people did coalesce around the same options. I have the same ones in ADP of Swift, Najee and Pitts were the main three. And, you know, it's that that's where the market's at right now. But, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to make that pick. Uh, so we have 107 in Superflex. Uh, well, no. Uh, wow. In Superflex, you have the top six quarterback Wait. Mahomes. It's 111 it's, I'm thinking of. Yeah, it would be like the 111. If it's 111. a premium, if it's a premium, Pitts is in there with the top group. Yeah. And then it's, uh, you have the six quarterbacks, Mahomes, Allen, Murray, Herbert, Lamar, Burrow. Uh, and then you have the big three, Taylor, Chase, Jefferson. Pitts in a premium is in with them. So then you have a clear top 10 and it's 111 you don't want. Uh, who for me is DeAndre Swift, but you could take Najee Prescott as well. Okay, so this question a super from, from Mike. Superflex, half PPR, tight end premium. QBs are Burrow, Kyler, Hertz. Top running backs are Javante, Gibson, Pollard. Top wide receivers, DJ Moore, Terry McLaren, Jarvis Landry, and Kenny Galladay. Gross, I know. Yes, very gross. Um, and tight end Gasicki. Should he move Hertz for a wide receiver or other moves? What, what do you think? Yeah, I would I would try to move Hurts. Yeah, I, I'm with that. This is too much at the quarterback position. I, I think Burrow and Kyler is enough. I, I wouldn't want to trade Hurts away for just nothing, like nothing, but... Yeah, I mean, there's buzz in Philly right now. They might select a quarterback in round two or round three. He's not selecting a quarterback in round two. I Like, where where is that buzz coming from? It's coming from the beat, but I don't... I don't care. Remember, they were a QB factory just two short years ago. Yeah. So, I I don't think so. But I would look to trade Jalen Hurts. Like, can you trade Jalen Hurts for Tua Plus? Probably pretty easily. Yeah. Maybe if you really... But I don't even think you need Tua. You can go down to Zach Wilson. You think maybe you could get... I don't know, Zach Wilson, uh, Devonta Smith, and something else for Jalen Hurts? Probably. So I, I would look to get a package for Hurts with a lower quarterback and then a wide receiver and then maybe something else that can help you. He also has 105. I, but 105 could be anything. We don't know what that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would look to move Hurts. I agree with you. Yeah, definitely. I mean – if one of the QBs get good draft capital, you can even select another QB at 105. I wouldn't, but it's a possibility. It's a very big possibility. Right now in, in rookie drafts, I have my top three in Superflex are quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. The top three are quarterbacks. Wow. wow. Everyone else is just so bad. 
So bad. I think this class is going to be bad. I really am not looking forward to it. Uh, I, I kind of am for a couple players. Like who? Like, I'm a big Traylon Brooks guy. Traylon Burks, and, you know, let the people can hear it now. Traylon Burks reminds me, not in playing style or in any other way, but this reminds me a little bit of Nikhil Harry, someone who's like the dynasty community is like, woo, great, everything is great. And the NFL draft community is like, I, I think not. I think not. I mean, he's not routinely the top wide receiver off the board. He sometimes is the fourth or fifth receiver taken. But the, the dynasty community is so sure. They're so sure that Traylon Burks is the guy. And I... You know, I am concerned. Well, I am concerned they, that they're so sure. Are, are they so sure, or is it that you have to swing on someone with his physical upside in a class that th- that's this week? Well, then why does every but why does everyone have him there? Then why is everyone so confident? It, like I get it, but there aren't. There's why is the NFL then not with you? The NFL doesn't want players who have physical traits. They they don't want that. They don't want big players. That doesn't sound like a good thing. Why wouldn't, why aren't they as sure as we are then? What don't they, what don't they like? Uh, that's, that's a great question. I think they great value, question, right? It's a great yeah, question. We don't know. Well, they've, they've changed to like the speed archetypes. Like I think Jameson Williams is still going to go high. Despite his ACL injury. I think Garrett Wilson's going to go high as well. Cause they value separation. It's, it's just what the NFL values. I... No, I get it, but I, I am I am concerned. But and like, for example, a... we laughed at the NFL when Hollywood Brown went ahead of Nikhil Harry, and they were very right, and we were very wrong. So it, it, it's happened. But with Henry Ruggs, they were very wrong, and we were very right that CeeDee Lamb was the obvious choice. So it's sometimes we're right, and sometimes we're not so right. So I, I don't know. I am slightly skeptical. Uh, I still have Brees Hall as my 101 in uh, you know one QB rookie drafts, just because I'm I'm sure that Brees Hall is going to get top like 40 draft 40 draft capital. See, I get behind that though. I, I get behind that. Different position. He's good. He's good at football. Like there's nothing you have to like dance around with Brees Hall. Yeah, he he's going to give me something. I think Brees Hall's floor, I mean, is probably like David Montgomery or Josh Jacobs' career. And that's not that bad. That didn't kill you. If you pick that 101, it's not great, but it didn't kill you. That's what it feels like with this with this draft class. Like he's he's not gonna be Jonathan Taylor or anything, but No, there's no good. Jonathan Taylor in this draft class. There's no Jamar Chase in this draft class. I don't think there will be. I don't think there's gonna be any player who's that good. That's why I'm so down on this class. Someone asked me, you know, why aren't people talking about this class on podcasts? Why are people not talking about it? And, you know, what I think people don't realize is that there are different types of analysts. They're really in Dynasty, for Dynasty analysts, there are really two. There are, most people who cover Dynasty do one of two additional things with their time. They either focus more on rookies and, and Debbie, and that's that's their thing, or they spend their additional time during the season on redraft and start sit, which is more me. So, you know, you have someone like me who isn't a Debbie analyst, doesn't really look into rookies that much, 
And, you know, this class is just not exciting me. I'm not excited like I was last year or two years ago. I'm not excited. And there are plenty of people creating content about this rookie class. You guys don't need, I mean, look, I have my rookie rankings. They're on my Patreon. If you pay for it, it's there. It's there for you. I'm not going to let you down. If you're paying me for, for rankings, I'll give them to you. But on this show, which is free, like I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And that's, I'm just not choosing to talk about the rookie, uh, rookie class that often. I'll answer any questions, of course. But, you know, generally when I go, you know, and do content on my own, which is rare, I, I don't have a lot of that. Uh, th that's mainly my articles. I haven't written a single article about the rookie class other than the DLF template articles. Um, I just have, I just, the interest is not there for me. I don't know why. I, I mean, I know why I'm just really uninterested in this class and you know that I want to create content about what I'm more interested in. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's mostly the players who came out of the 2020 and 2021 classes. Those are usually, I'm an ageist. I usually like to talk about the younger players. So a lot of what I've written has been about young players recently. I, I do have a question to pose, but I feel like it goes a lot better with our next question in the chat. Yeah, you want me to this yeah. Uh, this one? Yeah, I feel like it goes a lot better with that one because it was talking about 2023. Yes, that's also why. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for 2023. The class but, is way better. Before we answer this question, I just want to ask you, how unattainable do you think 2023 rookie first-round picks are going to be in August, like how unattainable do you think they're, they're unattainable be? already? They can't be any exactly. more unattainable than they are now. They're already unattainable. You can't get them. It's impossible. I mean, in sharper leagues, in in your average league, people are not paying so much attention. They don't know, you know, maybe. But in like a sharp league, like a Twitter league, a league with like us, you can't get 2023 first without paying a. Like I would say, typically, what would you say in a startup? A, a 23 first is worth what? A next year's first is worth usually what? A seventh round pick or so? Mm -hmm. Seventh round? Yeah. This year, seventh round pick, seventh round startup pick, you're not getting anywhere near a 23 first. I think you'd be laughed at. You'd be laughed at offering a seventh round startup. That won't work. So maybe you can get one for a sixth round startup pick. I think a lot, I've heard of people trading fourth round startup picks for 23 firsts. So, and I think that's a little rich, but I'm just saying that's what's going to cost. You You can't acquire 23 first in sharper leagues at this point. I, you know, I started a rebuild in Trade Addicts 8 last year, and I made an effort last off season to acquire a bunch of 23 firsts, knowing that this was coming. And knowing, you know, I have six of them and I am not giving those up. They are not available. They are available. You know, I'll give you one. If you give me Trey Lance, I'll take Trey Lance for a 23 first straight up. If you want to do that, I'll do that. But that's the kind of deal I'm looking for. I'm looking for a monster overpay. Otherwise I'm not trading those 23 first. I got to get double, double the value because they're only going to go up even more over time. That's that's why what I'm doing right now, at least personally, is I'm pivoting to seconds and hoping I can maybe finesse an early second, you know? Be good. Over those, but, you know, yeah. If there's any year, if you're starting a rebuild now, I would just delay. If you need to rebuild, this is a good year to tank. This is a good year to tank. 
get rid of everything for and accumulate a bunch of 23 seconds and thirds for your bench players. This is the year to do that because this is 2023 is a deep, strong class. This would be a good year to tank and just get rid of everything. Completely wipe your team out. Last year was not a good year to do this, but this year no. is. Yeah. So anyway, for the question. Well, it's, it's not the worst. This no. this class is boring at the top, but it's it's really bad. The first round is bad, but it, it is a flat class. Having seconds and, and thirds in this year's class, I think those are undervalued this year, personally, in 2022. Yeah. I mean, I like the Especially early seconds for, for wide receiver purposes because the class isn't top-heavy, but it's deep. I actually think this class is deeper than last year's. I think you're going to like a late second this year more than you liked last year. But the first round, you're going to like it way less. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many anyway, wide receivers are in the first round capital, but. Uh, well, we'll see. That's going to decide a lot of it, how many there are. Uh, what about this question, though? Uh, a room, a quarterback room of Herbert, Lamar, and Lance. So that seems a little much to me, right? I mean, you're talking about two first-round starter picks and a second-round starter pick in, in Lance at quarterback. That just seems it's a like an overinvestment at quarterback, right? You don't need all of these quarterbacks. So he's asking, would you look to tear down one level and pick up a 23 first? Is that possible? Well, we just talked about 23 firsts. Who would you move? I mean, you have Herbert, you have Lamar, you have Lance. Who would you be most interested in moving? Uh, I mean – Lamar, definitely right? not Herbert. You got, you got to keep Herbert. He's going to be the foundational piece for. Yeah, I still prefer Herbert over Joe Burrow, easily. If you look at, doesn't matter who was in the Super Bowl. Look at the fantasy production. Who runs more? Herbert runs more. Who passed for more? Herbert passed for more. Who had more fantasy points by a lot? It wasn't close. Herbert had more. So I'm not going to – just because Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl doesn't mean that I'm going to prefer him over Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is the better fantasy quarterback, clearly. So I'm not going to use wins and losses to, to decide that. And Herbert's not going anywhere. I'm not trading Herbert if I have him. Mm -hmm. Herbert's like having gold on your team. Oh, yeah, definitely. Lamar, I'm more willing to move. Yeah, I think it's Lamar because Lance still hasn't hit his peak value yet. I agree with you. I think Lance has room to grow. Uh so I don't, you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to move on. But like with Lance as a fantasy player, I was talking about this, his, his overall ceiling. I know he's probably not going to get there. It is the one Oh one. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. His overall ceiling is the one Oh one. I agree. He runs. How much he runs his, his passing ability. I, I saw those training camp tapes i'm trying not to get not training camp but like the offseason throws i'm trying not to get too hyped about those i'm not but it's gonna be difficult i would say for lance to like dethrone mahomes or special and josh allen but you know his ceiling i mean he could easily be a top five pick he could be in the tier of quarterbacks that are above any other position player you know with yeah. mahomes allen herbert uh kyler lamar burrow so, yeah, I would look to move Lamar of these. And then I would look for my ideal would be to go from Lamar to definitely uh, Trevor Lawrence, a 23 first. And I think you can get something else. I think you can get Trevor Lawrence, a 23 first and something else for Lamar. I really do. Yeah, I mean, 
judging by recent startups, everyone's down on Trevor Lawrence. He's a third round pick in most startups at this point. I know people, people absolutely hate Trevor Lawrence. And I think that, you know, I think that that's something that they're going to regret to be honest. I, I agree. Talent's still there. I mean, we've had this discussion a lot about urban Meyer, like, he wasn't good. Like you can't give him the total pass, but you got to give him somewhat of leeway because that team was just so bad. Yeah, I I think that um, you know Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good future, and I think that we'll be looking back on the urban situation and being like, why didn't we, <laughs> why didn't we buy in a little bit more? Well, we he, could have. He has Doug Peterson now. Doug yeah, and I, I'm, got, fine with, I'm fine yeah, with Doug Peterson. I'm fine with it as well. He got an MVP season out of Carson Wentz. Yeah, out of Carson failure, I know. So, like, ceiling's limitless for Trevor Lawrence. It's someone of his caliber. I mean, I don't like Press Taylor as the quarterback coach, but that's just personal. <laughs> that's, a personal that's, per, that's personal beef with all the drama in Philly. Personal beef? It's not personal beef, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. There was a lot of drama in Philly during that time, and like, it's not personal. You know how it is. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand. I totally understand. Uh, but yeah, I would look to to do the the Lawrence Plus deal. Two hundred percent. Oh well, uh, who's your favorite by low from Bearded Native? It's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but let's say we can't pick Trevor Lawrence because he was my favorite buy in my buy thread. Uh, and that I just answered. We just talked about him. So if you can't pick Trevor Lawrence, who is your next favorite buy low? I got I to gotta look at my, my startups because I, I know they're in there somewhere. I mean, I mean, I have one name that always comes up for this question, and I'll go beyond this because I mention him every time. It's, it's Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Deontay Johnson is always undervalued. He only turns 26 in July, so still a prime age player. Uh, no issues. I mean, he succeeded even with terrible quarterbacks. Unlike failure, Juju, failure. It was failure with bad quarterbacks. Deontay was still good. Uh, and, you know, we look at Deontay's route tree. It's all green everywhere. Green for open. We like that. We don't like Juju, who can't get open. So, and Chase Claypool, who's very inconsistent. Inconsistent and complaining and whining. And, you know, I, I don't usually dock players for a lot of complaining and whining. But at some point, the complaining and whining affects your playing time. And I don't think that Mike Tomlin is very happy with Chase Claypool's behavior. He wanted music. I like music. But, you know, instead of focusing on the fact that the team was losing, he was focusing on his first down celebration and his music. I am a little concerned that, you know, he just doesn't – Mike Tomlin just doesn't trust Chase Claypool in the way that he trusts Deontay Johnson, uh, which, you know, obviously I understand. Yeah. See, yeah, I played Akash in my fantasy league, so like he's not really a bylaw. <laughs> Shout out Akash. Deontay or Claypool? Yeah, Deontay. Yeah. Why? What? Why does? Uh, why does that matter? Oh, I'm just saying he's not a bylaw in my leagues. Oh, because he's already he's taken. He's already taken. He's already valued wow. at his peak. So that's that's why I'm saying that he is a he is an overall bylaw because he's fantastic and solid, and he's right at that 101 tier break. I'm pretty sure for both of us. Yeah, and he's so low. He's wide receiver 12 and 24.33 overall in DLF's latest ADP, February ADP, which are still in the middle of it, but they're publishing it in the middle. Uh, and that that is too low. Wide receiver 12 is too low. I, I have him, 
you know, significant. No, I have him at wide receiver 11, but I have him a few overall spots higher. We have a disagreement about him versus running backs for me versus the ADP. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyone else stand out to you as a buy low? I I really like Mike Gusecki this offseason. Mike Gusecki. Hmm. Yeah, I I feel like he could land somewhere special. I I know how we want to put him on the Chargers. I know. I hope he goes there, but I I think he's undervalued at this point. I know. Eh. Eh. Two is not special or anything, but Gusecki gets targets. I just I think Gusecki just kind of is what he is. I I have Gusecki almost exactly right now. He's tight in eleven. 108.33 overall in DLF's uh, ADP. I have him tight end 11 and uh, 106 overall. So almost exactly the same. So I, I don't see Gusecki as really a buy low for me. Not, I'm not super interested. That's fair. I mean, I, I he's a name I've been scooping up all offseason. I, I try to, when I do buy lows, I try to take as many shots as I can on f- potential free agents and just hope they get a good landing spot. That often doesn't work out, though. I know, but Gusecki's talented, and he'll still put up fantasy points even if he goes back to Miami. That's true. I, uh, you know, he's just not my not my first choice. Well, Deontay would have been my first choice as well. So, like, well, we're just gonna, uh, yeah, we're just gonna, gonna skip past that. I stole him, but I. Uh, it's so I would obvious rather have. Him, I'd rather have Dalton Schultz, who's going a couple picks later, than Gusecki. Even That's with the risk. I think point, that Schultz has more upside with the idea of him going back than Gusecki does really at all. I, I want the this, Dallas tight end, whoever it is. There's another name that we mention a lot that on this for Bylos. Elijah Moore, because he didn't play the last how many games of the season. He's not that low, though. He's, he's not that low. He's 40 overall and wide receiver 16. How low? It, I, that's not that low. That's that's high. That's I guess I guess I've been getting him in startups later. Yeah, so. he's he's high in this ADP. So I agree with you. That still is a little lower than I have him, but uh he's not super low. In my, uh, last, in my last 14 team startup, I got him at like five nine. So I like that better. Um, but you know, there are definitely, I look at this ADP and there are a lot of people that I really, I really don't like, I don't really like the value. Well, you can flip, um, we can flip it and say, what's your least favorite value? My least favorite? Uh, oh, um, Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans at 44 overall and wide receiver 19 is egregious. I don't understand. I don't get it. I like, I, I do not understand why Mike Evans with no quarterback at all and their career trajectories is 16 picks ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. I don't get it. I have no idea. DeAndre Hopkins is a better player. He's one year older, not five. And Mike Evans has no quarterback whatsoever. None. So I I don't, that one I don't get. I think people are assuming that they're going to get a quarterback upgrade and, uh, you know, Chris Godwin leaves. And I think those are both, no, I'm not sure I would make those assumptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Godwin could easily get the franchise tag. Oh, easily. Yeah. Or an extension. Yeah. Um, there are some bad ADPs in here. Also, the rookies are way too low. Brees Hall is running back 19 and 43 overall. That is way too low. I guarantee you he's going to be higher than that. Yeah. Especially next. It, as soon as he shows something, he's going to shoot up. Like, 
Yeah, guaranteed. I mean, I'm going to rather have Brees Hall over Travis Etienne, almost guaranteed. He's two and a half years younger and, you know, isn't coming off a catastrophic injury. There's almost no universe in which I'd rather have Travis Etienne. But Travis Etienne is higher in ADP, so I, I strongly disagree with that. Rookie picks are very undervalued in startups. Very undervalued. I would actually say that if you're in a startup with rookie picks, I definitely did a Patreon startup with someone where we picked, I think, 15 rookie picks in a row. Wow. I mean, the value's there. Yeah, but people just don't want them. So, like, as much as I hate on this rookie class, most of my hate is that I think that the first round is just a disaster compared to first rounds in previous years. I don't have the same hate for the relative value of the second, third, and fourth round. I think it's just as good as any other year. But it's just that there are no prospects in this class that make me like, yes, I want that player. I don't have the excitement. Um, Yeah, I think we've covered this one. Let's see. So, Chagor says, good afternoon. Yes, you mentioned that you want to watch the show, so welcome. Um, okay. The rest of the roster. Oh, this is about the, the chase, the, not the chase, um, the quarterback for a 23 first question. So I think yep. main, the main thing left here is, is Hall at one Oh three in a super flex, a reach? No. Um, yeah, I would say that it's possible that I could have him there. Uh, you know, depends. It depends on what quarterbacks get what draft capital. We don't we don't know that yet. We know Willis is going to get at least good capital at this point. We could assume that. Yeah. But Corral and Howell and Pickett, I mean, Pickett maybe. Pickett's been up there in mock drafts. The NFL seems to like him, but the other two, I don't know. I really don't know either. It really depends on what happens, but I think it's very possible that Brees Hall could be the 101 even in super flex if the quarterbacks don't land in good spots. If he goes to like, say a team that needs an RB one, like Miami at like the top of the second or something like, yeah, I mean, I don't know any Miami has the 29th overall pick. So that would be if Miami takes a running back 29th overall, I think that's the best case scenario for a running back this year. Maybe Tampa at 27, depending on what they do. Yeah. That, who knows what they're going to do at this point? And I don't, I don't think Tampa's going to spend a first rounder on a running back. I think they're going to re-sign Fournette and the, the, they might take one later, but I, I don't see that as likely. But I do think really the first realistic team who could take a running back is Miami at 29. And I think they could. I think they could. I think running back's one of their biggest needs. If they don't sign a receiver, it depends on who they sign in free agency. They might sign a running back in free agency, and then then they're not going to do that. That's coming up soon as well. Very soon, yeah. When, in a few shows, we'll we'll have that. I think two shows, I believe. Two, three. Yeah, I think we have two more shows before free agency. I think we have the show on the uh, the seventh and then the fourteenth. I think free agency is on the sixteenth. Yeah, um, I, I might do a special episode about free agency, but I'm not promising that. Does tampering begin on the fourteenth? Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know if they're still doing that. I'm pretty sure tampering's two days before still. Uh, yeah, the legal tampering. <laughs> so it'll actually be, so the legal tampering period begins Monday, the 14th at 12 PM. So actually we'll have some news live potentially. Oh, on you know, the- they'll be, they'll be heavily tampering. Yeah. There'll be a lot of tampering, but we'll have, uh, we might actually have some news on the show. So two weeks from That's today. That's fun. That's, that's yeah. fun to look forward to. That, that could be interesting. Um, 
But yeah, I think we covered that. How far will you trade 2022s for a random 2023? 101. No, I'm not giving up the 101 for a random 23. I think I've said lately that I would go the 108 or later, which is more than way more than I would usually do. Yeah, I'd say 107. 107. That's fine. 107. 106 might be pushing a little bit. It's really bad, though. Really, really bad. Um, Okay. What are the odds that that player at 112 in 2023? Like, I've been looking at, like, the pre, you know, rankings for next year. Like, the odds that 112 is going to be valued over the 106 this year is higher than I'd like to admit. I know. It really is. It really is. It's sad, but it's true. All right. 12-team Superflex PPR, what wide receiver would you try to trade for with the 103? I mean, I okay, so I have this on my Patreon, uh, which, you know, I can put in the chat. I, I have, you know, I have a guide to walk you through this. Um, and I'll put that in the chat. But, you know, beyond that, and, and there, there's that. Um, beyond that, though, I don't know if I'm trading the... 103 right now for a veteran receiver. I mean, if I did, I want something like T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, yeah. DJ Moore. And I honestly think you can get those guys plus in a super flex, especially DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore. I, you should get Please DJ Moore quarterback. plus. Please yeah, get you should get DJ Moore plus for the 103, though. And I was hearing talk about Deontay Johnson for like the 108. So you can probably get Deontay Johnson plus for the 103. So that's T. Higgins probably not. But Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore Plus would be my uh, ideas. And if you can't do that, just forget about it. Keep the 103. Uh, Allen Robinson is my buy low before free agency. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Where, where do you think he goes? Do you think he goes somewhere? New England. And New England. We, don't like, we don't like that. That's not good. I like that for Mac Jones, though. I like that for Mac Jones, but I don't like that for Allen Robinson. It's not, not going to excite me. So I would say no, personally. Oh, good question. I want to hear, I want to hear your answer to this first, because I think people know my answers more. Oh, um, gosh. So from Patrick, who is your biggest against grain player? Specifically, someone who others value poorly, who you value highly. Hmm. This is a good question. I'm, yeah, I'm looking I around. How, I don't know how against the grain you want. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, like I'm, I'm against trying, the grain on Deontay Johnson, but I don't think most people like Deontay. Most Johnson. people, yeah, most people like him. That's the that's the thing I'm trying to think of. Most people like a lot of these guys. Yeah, it, it has to be someone. Like, I don't know. Who's a player like you're definitely a truther for? I do not have a lot of those players. Typically, when someone's bad, I usually agree with the people who say that they're bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is there anyone you're like standing on the table for? I mean, I'm I just mean, looking at the bottom of ADP. There are a couple of players that I'm a good bit higher on. I mean, last year it was Paris Campbell and it didn't work out at all. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was like, I warned you. I, yeah, I you did. You. you did. I was like, no. I, I said <laughs> no, the ADP was not. like, it wouldn't hurt if I did that and it hurt. So. Well, I did say that the ADP needed to be about 100 spots lower. So it, that's where it is now. <laughs> I was right about that one. 
you were definitely right about that one. I mean, yeah. maybe I could maybe I can make a stand for DJ Chark at this point. Uh, DJ Chark currently the wide receiver forty nine, one hundred eight overall. So actually, no, I, yeah, no, he's actually not. That's not that cheap. No, that's not. I, I don't know. I'm looking around. I'm like. What I'm basically looking through is looking through my startups and like, yeah, I'm looking through like, is there that player who's like really low? Okay, Nico Collins, but people don't really hate Nico Collins. I just have him higher. There isn't really, there's not really a player where I'm like so far. Maybe Dallas Goddard. Uh, I'm definitely a lot higher on Dallas Goddard than most. Uh, You know, a lot of people don't think Dallas Goddard is that great. I mean, Elijah Mitchell too. I'm definitely higher on Elijah Mitchell than consensus. Uh, so those are a couple, but I, you won't find me go that far against the grain. And if you do, it isn't usually that I value a player 30 spots above ADP. The I'm more likely to have a player that I value 30 spots below ADP. Uh, I usually, I take value into my rankings. So, but I'm more likely to just be like, I don't want that player. I don't care if they have the value. I, I won't take them. Whereas like, for the higher end, I'm just like, I'm not going to give advice to people to take someone 30 spots above ADP. Yeah. Because, you know, Dallas Goddard was one of the players I had the biggest difference between my rankings and ADP. I was willing to take him there. But yeah, most of my against the grain players are players I have way lower than ADP. Uh, like Zeke, Aaron Jones, Calvin Ridley are some of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking around and maybe David and Joku, like, Oh, I kind of like David Njoku, but it sounds like the Browns want to give him a contract worth yeah, 10 million a year. That bums me out. I don't know why on earth they want to do that, but he, he deserves the money. He's he has all the testing. He's an athletic freak. He's good at the sport, and he just Austin Hooper's just ahead of him somehow. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they should pay him personally. I'm, I'm good. Um, all right. Zachary says hi, Tyler. Ryan's here too. Um, this happens on my show with Cal all the time. We get questions just for me. I think I did that um, last week. Or, yeah, you no, I, well, th- no, that was Cal, 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 Cal there. wasn't there. It was just you at that point when I put in the chat. So yeah, so he loves my Twitter content. That's great. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Even though I'm an, apparently an engagement farmer, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry. Uh, curious your opinion on Irv Smith Jr. I was offered Irv Smith and the 108 for the 106. One QB, half PPR, also have the 105, thanks. So you have Irv's, so you have the 106. Would you trade back two spots for Irv Smith? No. Me neither. Me neither. I just don't know where the tier gap is going to be. Irv Smith is whatever to me, so. Nah. I I think it's going to be right around that point. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not doing this. I've, I've been doing rookie mocks. I've been doing a lot of rookie mocks, trying to get, you know, a, a consensus on the market. It's been impossible, of course. But we have the DLF data. Yeah. Around the 106 is where the running backs and like the top, my supposed top tier wide receivers come off the board. And then 108 is like Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, who oh. might get capital. But He's doing a 1QB. A 1QB. And a 1QB, the, the top tier is seven players, really. Hall, Burke, Spiller, Wilson, London, Walker, and Williams. Those are the top seven. And then after that, it's a big drop in ADP. Yeah. So that's just with the market. That's what the market. Ten rookie drafts. The market says 
the top tier is seven players. It's not really seven players. There's there's like a tier one and a tier two, but there's a drop, a tier break at seven. So you're dropping from one end of the tier to the other here. So it obviously made a change, but I, I don't want to do this. I'll just keep the yeah. 106. Irv Smith is not good enough. Uh, there's a link to my Patreon. Yes, it's patreon.com slash fantasy advice. Somehow I have that. Um, okay. From TJ Keen 96 traded Waddle. All right, I already don't like it. Uh, to the Dolphins fan for Christian McCaffrey and Fields. Oh, okay, much better. Better. <laughs> now it's become better. McCaffrey and Fields in a super flex. Better, even better. So far, we're doing well. We're improving as we go we're, through the we're, we're doing really good. Um, only got a few unhappy texts from league mates. Obviously, you would rather have uh, Fields and McCaffrey over Waddle, right? Only a few unhappy texts? I yeah, My league chat would be... Uh, oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, this is no good. I mean... In a 10-team Superflex, Waddle and Fields are about equal. I'd probably have, rather have Waddle by a bit because it's only a 10-team yeah. Superflex. Yeah. But McCaffrey is a bonus. McCaffrey still carries a lot of value. So I'll, I'll take the McCaffrey and Fields side very easily. Oh, easy. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Maddie Daddy says, great show. Five stars. Five yeah. stars. Yes, Maddie Daddy is great. I, uh, I haven't done – I did a show with him for the draft last year. Uh, he was on there, I think. Uh, bearded native. I'm in a 10 team super flex only quarterback. Uh, Allen, Josh Allen, Zach Wilson, and, and Carson failure. So not good. Uh, I don't have any first through third for 22 and 23. Okay. Even worse. What should I do? I won the championship last year. Well, I don't know how you pulled that off, but you're not going to do that again. Uh, these quarterbacks are unacceptable. So yeah. What do you do? I I don't know what you do. You, you have to hope. You have to hope Wentz gets another starting job at this point. Or Wilson know. improves. Yeah. I'd rather bank on Wilson improving than Wentz going uh, this is, good. Yeah. Also, this is a kind of question that is not really much of a live show. Like, what do you do? I, I don't I don't know the rest of what you have. I don't know a lot of things. That's your Patreon, good Patreon question. Uh, if, if you don't want to sign up for Patreon, uh, this would be a good a Twitter question. Ask me something very specific. Like, and this is good for the show, Twitter, unless it's Patreon, the, you know, I, I just don't have time to do like vague team building questions. So that's really Patreon only. If you're going to ask me a question on here or on Twitter, try to just keep it as simple as possible. Include the format in the trade. I really, really try to get to everyone. I, on my shows, I never leave anyone hanging. On Twitter, I really try to get to everyone unless you tag 20 other people with me. Then I'll just mute your thread and not answer because uh, then you'll get your answer from someone else. But if you just tag me, post it in one of my threads, I will always get back to you. But please try to keep the questions as simple as possible. Remember that I get over 1,000 notifications a day and uh, like two to 300 questions. So, And I do that every day. So simpler questions really help in actually getting a response other than sure. Let me uh, throw this out here real quick for this question. Yeah. If your team is super weak at other spots, running back and wide receiver, do you consider just trying to get the absolute haul for Josh Allen? Sure, but uh, how does I that help? Throw that out there, you know? How does that I mean, I, I'm always willing. Any player is always available. Like if I'm in a dynasty league, any player is available for the right price. There's no such thing as players who are unavailable. We put in the chat that he's – he is one of your patrons, so he will ask you there. So, Yeah, I also have no memory of who's a patron and who's not from because oftentimes people's real names are not the same as their YouTube names are not the same as their Discord names. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, 
even in so my patron ha, my patreon has the uh, discord tier even if you just ask it there it doesn't get lost in my notifications like it does on twitter and twitter are on here also this is live i it's hard for me to like look at a whole team live but on discord if you just put your team and like give a little bit more context that's the best part about my patreon discord is one you don't get lost in my notifications feed there's like 90 of 90 to 95 of you instead of 20,000. And even if I don't get to you with a complete answer, oftentimes the other patrons actually chime in on, you know, your your team and and you know, a lot of what they're giving you is secondhand thoughts of what they think I would say, but that's fine. You know, there, there's a, a lot of good dialogue in there. I've actually been surprised at how much that community has grown uh over time. But yeah, I <laughs> The days where I could remember who was on my Patreon and who was not are long gone. Uh, okay. Uh, Jake Calloway, what are some things that people overvalue from the combine? Everything. Everything. They overvalue everything. Uh, literally everything. You have, do you have a specific thing? Because I would say everything. Literally everything is overvalued. I, I agree with you to an extent. I, I do like watching the on-field stuff a little bit. It's, it is still overvalued, but I, I like that more, like the on-field drills like the wide receiver drills, like the change of motion, you know, I know there's no pads. So like, it doesn't make as big of a difference, but it's the 40. Come on. It's gotta be the 40. But here's the thing though. I, people always say, don't double count. Don't double count. We knew this was going to do this. We knew this was going to do that. I don't double count. What well, the only thing I care about one thing from the combine, one thing and one thing only is how much the combine affects the projected draft capital of that player. That is the only thing I care about. When Henry Ruggs ran the really fast time, his draft capital projection went up. So, no, I didn't double count it. I counted it once because his draft capital moved after that run. So, like, that's what I mean about the only thing I care about from the combine is how much someone's projected draft capital moves based on what they did. If the NFL is counting it once, I'll count it once. If they're counting it twice, I'll count it twice. Can I add on to that real quick okay. for, for what you said? So another thing that I do is, so you know how the team sites have like the height and weight and then they come in at the combine and they're just and it's totally completely different. different. Yeah. That's another completely thing I got. Height and, weight, yes. height and weight is very important to me, honestly. Is it? Is, Not for me. Interesting. Well, if, it's if it's different, if it's different. Oh, I don't care if it's different. I take that into account. Like, what was it? Well, I just don't. I don't believe that a shorter player can't succeed. No, I know what you mean, but I just like, I don't like that people are, you know, you know what I mean? Eh, I mean, I care more about when someone lies about their age, like Calvin Harmon, than lying about their height or weight. Well, yeah, I get what you mean, but I I do take that into account, like to alter stuff a little bit. Sure. I I take it into account, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, Oh my gosh, he was supposed to be six foot and he's five eight. I'm gonna well not five eleven, I'm gonna drop him down, you know, thirty yeah. spots. You know what I mean? I'm but. not gonna get yeah, I what I care most about from the combine is how it affects draft capital. Yeah. Um from Darren, love the content. I'm in your in my first dynasty league this year. Any advice? Oh, this is a good question. Any advice on trying to get trades? going in a new league post startup draft as it seems people are still attached to draft capital. Um, 
it is very difficult to trade right after the startup com- is completed. There were usually a lot of trades during the startup for most people, most startups I'm in anyway. If, I, if I'm helping someone with a startup, I'm like, boom, trade, lots of trades, make deals, move around the board. Yep. But yeah, it's difficult. Uh, usually after a startup draft, I like to take like some time to cool off. And, you know, also I'm always interested. If someone talks to me, I'm not going to not talk to them. But uh, I would say that is the most difficult time in the life cycle of a dynasty league to get trades done when there's been no news post the startup draft. So my advice is send some offers if you're interested, but don't don't expect too much. I think you'll find better success two months from now, right before the rookie draft. Once things have moved. The, the startup draft was done pre-free agency. Then free agency yep. happens. Things change. And then you have some room to maneuver. But right now, you're probably not going to get a lot of trades done if they didn't happen during the startup. You had league, act- league activity spikes up during the rookie draft, like right around it. Of course. Like, yeah, definitely. But naturally, but. Yeah, this is the quietest time of the year. January and February, a lot of people just take that time off. Then yep. once free agency starts, people start to come back. Then it spikes at the rookie draft. That's like the most active time all year, even more than in season. Then it gets quieter during June, July, and August, but not as quiet as January and February, but it gets quieter for a bit. And then, you know, in like, I'd say usually mid-August is when people start to like take a look at it at from a redraft perspective. Yep. Um, okay, so let's let's go back to this first, and then we'll go back to the Josh Allen question. Does the pl- probability a player succeeds change with their weight height? I always say no. Uh, I don't look at that, but I think we were discussing more about how if someone comes in at a different weight or height than they're yeah. listed, that, that could be an issue. Yeah, it's, the, it's not that it's it impacts them. It's just, you know, you do have to account for it. Yeah, if it comes in at a different number. Yeah, if it comes yeah. in like, what, that, that what was is, it a couple years back? Kyler Murray's height was really debated. Rashad Bateman's weight came yeah. in very different. Uh so there are some things like that. But in general, no, I, I'm not a BMI person. I'm not a height, weight, threshold person. I don't – a lot of people spend a lot of time – What? read the subtext there. Waste a lot of time making models for weight and height and this and that. And I guarantee you that those people are have spent 20 hours for no benefit at all. So my, my answer to this question about does the probability that a player succeeds change with their weight or height is is essentially no. I mean, Devontae Smith kind of crushed that narrative last year. I mean, they, he crushed that narrative. But there are other players who have been small who succeeded. I mean, it's not like – I mean, how big is Jalen Waddell? Isn't he 5'11"? I don't think he's super tall. I mean, yeah, Jalen Waddell, yeah, 5'10". So not not a tall player at all. 5'10", he's listed at 5'10", 182. Yeah, so. it's an inch off. Right, so tiny. So it's tiny. And he's yeah. not as tiny as the month Smith, but he's, he's tiny and he still succeeded. So, I, don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that. Uh, okay. So let's get back to the Josh Allen question, specific question. So what should I get in return for Josh Allen? 10 team super flex. So not as much as in a 12 team because quarterback value, remember goes down in a smaller league because there's not as much scarcity in a 10 team super flex. But for Josh Allen, I mean, you need, I mean, I'm not just going to sell Josh Allen for picks. I need like, a quarterback I like. So, I mean, I would like it if I could go down from like Josh Allen to Kyler Murray and get something. Like, can you get Kyler Murray and a 23 first for Josh Allen? People are down on Kyler Murray. That might be the first thing I would try. I would try it. People are definitely down on Kyler for. You think I they're mean, down enough for that to work? Because that's probably the first choice. That's probably the first thing I'd try. 
I don't know if they're down enough. The reports recently say he wants to be there long term and try Lamar. Then people are down on Lamar too. People are definitely down on Lamar with the scare of a lockout or not a lockout, a holdout. When I say lockout, I'm There's thinking no baseball. Holdout. The baseball shirt on. That's my bad. Baseball is going to be irrelevant in in ten years. I I've seen their financial books and how bad they are. Uh, and that Baseball was five years ago. Their own hole, and it makes me sad. But yeah, no, they, we won't. We won't even be discussing baseball in five years. They'll be irrelevant. There'll be no reason to talk about them. But the sport I grew up loving, so it's same. But. And they're irrelevant. They're going to be irrelevant. They're not going to be part of the American dialogue at, at a mainstream level in five years if they keep up what they're doing. This is my sports management background coming out there. <laughs> I love it. I've seen their books. Their books are bad, man. Their books are bad. Their profit they- is bad. It's not good. <laughs> Uh, they're, they're not on a good level. But anyway, uh, for Josh Allen, yeah, check Kyler Murray in a 23 first. Check Lamar Jackson in a 23 first. So if you can't get those things done, uh, I mean, I'm willing to go down to someone like Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance, but I need more. I need more than a yeah, 23 first. I need, I, need I need Trevor Lawrence, 23 first, and like a really good player with that. Maybe like, not Waddle. You're not going to get Waddle, but DJ Moore maybe. Trevor Lawrence, 23 first, and DJ Moore for uh, Josh Allen. That's the kind of return you need. Yeah, 200%. Uh, So from Mark, second year of a young build with 222 firsts and 423 firsts. I like it already. I've been offered Tyreek, so he's getting Tyreek in exchange for Elijah Moore and Michael Carter. Should I take the value bump or flip and flip or stick? So I think the real question is how bad is this team? Like how bad? Are we talking about very bad? Like a little bit bad? Like, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, how yeah. bad is it? Because Elijah Moore, Tyreek is worth more than Elijah Moore and Michael Carter combined, I think. Yes, I would agree. It's close. Close enough that if my team is terrible, I'm not taking Tyreek just because he's worth more. He's older. Tyreek is never going to gain value again. Like, I have Tyreek at, he's a, he turns 28 in a month. Tyreek was, yeah, 15th overall wide receiver nine. I have Tyreek at, uh, I believe, 15th overall and wide receiver nine. So I am spot on with ADP with Tyreek. So I agree with his his market value. Elijah Moore is quite a bit, few rounds lower. Michael Carter is even lower than that. So the values on the Tyreek side, barely, not barely, but a good bit. But yeah, again. Depends on how bad this team is. If your team is really bad, I'm not going to go to the one older asset just because. Yeah. But I mean, if you think you have a chance at contending, if you have a chance at contending, I would pay this for Tyreek. I'm fine with that. I, I think Tyreek has two, three years left. I mean, he's only turning 28 this year, so 28. I think I can reasonably give him 28 and 29 of solid production and 30 of something. Yeah, but th- this question is phrased in a way that it looks like he would look to trade Tyreek immediately after. It's eh, kind of getting a little cute. I mean, don't trade that's, for that's someone. That's I'm not... reading it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. No, no, no. I know you're, no, you're reading it correctly. I'm saying that he's getting a little cute with that strategy. Don't trade. I will never recommend trading for someone if you're not okay with them. Like, if you're not okay with keeping them, you shouldn't acquire someone. So... You know, if you really don't feel this way, then I would just keep what you have and just build. I mean, maybe um, you're worried about the Jets drafting a little bit. You never know. Maybe they could draft a wide receiver. I'm worried. I mean, if the Jets draft a wide receiver at 10th overall, the value of Elijah Moore is going down. It's very right? possible I mean, that they do that as well. With the, the, it's the second first. I think that they could do that. 
I'm kind of leaning away from it. Uh, I, I think that the Jets, if I if I were the Jets, I think that, you know, you have Corey Davis, a veteran. You have Elijah Moore, a solid young player. I think what you need to do is you need to sign a solid veteran who you can trust uh, as, you know, a complimentary outside piece to Corey Davis. So I would look at someone maybe like DJ Chark. Yep. They could be in play. Uh, if they really want to make a bigger move, I mean, I guess I don't know if Michael Gallup is a bigger move, but that's kind of a similar move. Michael Gallup could be someone they could be in play on. Yeah. Someone in uh, that tier. Probably not Allen Robinson, but that would be if they really. Mike Williams, maybe. I mean, you could look at this and you could say, even if the Chiefs were to pick up a wide receiver, Tyreek's value is safe. It's not that safe. <laughs> I think if, if the Chiefs sign Allen Robinson, Tyreek's value is not safe. I don't think they do that, though. I don't think they do either. But I'm just saying, if they sign Chris Godwin, Tyreek's value is going down. You know, it's it, his, his volume would go down if they sign those players. It, it's not completely safe. I, I do mean, not think they make any investment of the sort. I think they sign someone like Russell Gage or, you know, um, it's someone lower, way lower down, like Russell Gage or... I don't think signing Chark really affects Tyreek's value. Gallup. Nah. Really affect it would be like it. a Sammy Watkins kind of situation from a couple It of would years. be better than that, but it wouldn't be a big. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought there would be a team who would be potentially in on Odell before he got hurt, which I would not have had affecting Tyreek much. But if they sign Robinson or they sign Godwin, it would it would affect Tyreek. Because they're, they're those guys are going to take volume. They're not signing there yeah. if they're not going to get volume. Well, then you could look at it as Tyreek has the potential to dip first if you're looking at it like that because free agency is before the draft. So Sure. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm just trying to look me. at it in so many different lenses. It also surprised me and signed Allen Robinson. Either way, I, I think I'm – if you're any sort of contender at all, I'm fine taking the, the Tyreek side. Oh, yeah. Uh, from Jacob, my league has transitioned to three teams acquiring picks, three teams going all in, and six teams trying to do both. This is both. Is this standards – is this standard first-time dynasty player? Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very common. This is exactly what it, most leagues are. Usually, yep. in most leagues, going into a year, there are usually six playoff spots out of 12. How many teams would you say usually go into a year knowing this is probably not going to be their year? Probably, like, like you said, three or four. Four is a lot. I usually think it's three usually maximum. Usually two to three, two to three. Occasionally it's only one, but usually there's a minimum of two teams that are trying to lose. They might not say it, but they're, they know that they're not going to win. And then, yeah, there's usually, usually more teams going all in than trying to lose. So there's usually at least three teams going all in sometimes four or five. And then everyone else kind of somewhere in the middle. You always have to account for the teams that go all in. And then realize, oh no, I'm not going to be able to win, and then backpedal. <laughs> that happens a lot, but but yes, this this kind of setup for a league is very normal. And there's nothing wrong with being on the fence at the start. You just make moves in the first four or five weeks, make a decision. Don't be on the fence all year. Is more what I'm saying. But there's nothing wrong going into a season not being decided. The worst spot to be in dynasty is in the middle. And that's true, but it's fine to go in the season in the middle and then decide. It's fine to go in a season, but it's it's detrimental to end the season in the middle. Correct. 
uh barter kings i don't know what that means uh, is pollard for about the trades oh okay is pollard for a 24 first pollard for claypool are these deals close uh no and no i'd rather have the first than claypool over uh pollard i don't i'm not that interested in pollard no. From Spock, oh, this is very complicated. Okay, how would you construct your roster at the 106, 205, 304, 303, 304, and 508 12-team Superflex? I have no idea without seeing the draft board. I, I I just cannot answer that question. The one thing I can tell you is that there are six quarterbacks I want. Yeah. You have the 106. That 106 pick is going to be quarterback. So that makes it a little bit easier, but I'm fine taking quarterback at 205. I'm fine taking a second quarterback there. If, if a stud falls, I'm fine taking my second quarterback at 508 if that's how it works out. So, yes, it's, it's best player available or highest value at each pick. Uh, but since I know there are six top quarterbacks and you have the 106, that 106 is going to be a quarterback. Congrats on Joe Burrow at 106. Could be Joe Burrow, but given the way attitudes are lately, I think it's more likely to be Kyler or Lamar. I'd happily take that. I'd rather have Kyler or Lamar. Yeah, but I'm just I saying, totally I think, agree. It's more likely to be Kyler or Lamar than it is uh, uh, Joe Burrow. So Mark with uh, the Tyreek question says he can compete in 2023 probably, but not 2022. Then maybe don't do that trade. Uh, So what about uh, the rest of the questions on the show sheet? Yeah, we could finish that off right real quick. I got to pull it back up. I was getting so into the questions there that I put it down. I know. Uh, I think we talked about the second question enough. Yeah, I think we talked. The second question was about the scouting combine. We were we had the scouting combine on the show sheet, but I think we've talked yeah. enough about the combine. Let's let's yeah. talk more about the combine next week after some of the combine has actually happened. Fair enough. And then I think we talked about the question after that a lot too. See, I I, I guess I had timed it up well with the show sheet. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we talked about pick values enough. About 2022 pick values and are we undervalued? I think I think we beat that one to death, to be yeah. honest. And we're gonna keep it doing that till draft. Time. Oh, absolutely, until we draft. Yeah. And yeah. then what about this last one? Yeah, that's that's just just some free agency news. Like Devonta Adams, if he becomes a free agent, it looks really unlikely at this point. Unlikely, yeah. But Broncos, Raiders, and Jaguars. Wouldn't I mean, every team make a run at Devonte Adams if he hit the free agency market though? most ones that have this salary cap they would try (laughs) i uh you know i 30 mil yeah he wants 25 to 30 million guaranteed for like a long period of time it's tough to do so yeah we'll see if he gets that i don't think he um, reaches the open market at this point i don't either so yeah a couple more questions in the chat and then i'll I'll wrap the show up dak at 106 oh definitely not (laughs) Um, not anymore. Uh, Patrick, the value uh, need. yes, 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 I totally agree. Uh, love the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, where do I value Higgins? Oh, good question. I have Higgins at, um, let's see, where do I have him? I have him wide receiver 10 and wide receiver 10. Yeah, that's right where I have him. Pretty high, pretty high. It's it's warranted though, he's gonna be a stud for yeah. a long time. Which free agent stands to gain the most from a situation change? Gain the most from where they were before? Gain the most. I mean, it's one of the wide receivers that's going to end up on the Chargers or the Chiefs, like, obviously. I don't know which one that's going to be. I want to say... I want to say DJ Shark. 
because I feel like he's lowest right now that he could spike up to what he was around a couple of years back. But yeah, DJ Shark is. I think Christian Kirk is actually the one. Christian yeah. Kirk is the one who we do not want to go back. His value would not be good if he went back, but would be better almost anywhere else. Because Ronald Moore and his skill sets overlap too much. We don't want Kirk to go back. But if he goes anywhere else, I think he's the one who would gain. Wait, um, I, got, I, got, I got to double down on that. I got to double down on Njoku for that last one. If he changes situations. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Anywhere other than Cleveland is better. Any other Anywhere else, he'd be a starter and he'd have significant more value. Hopkins for Tony in a second. I'd go with Hopkins. I'll go with, I guess, Tony in a second. But it is close. Uh, who do you expect to be your biggest dynasty riser after 2022? Just name and nothing else. Can we cheat and say Deontay Johnson again? I don't think Deontay Johnson can rise much more. So I know. wouldn't it's be my tough. name. Uh, this is a good question. Yeah. Name only. Well, we'll leave, only. We gotta leave the people. We gotta leave the people with some desire for the next show. Gotta leave people with some desire. Hmm. Let's go Nico Collins. Nico Collins. Oh, I like that. Um, I will go with uh, the aforementioned Trey Lance. Nice. I like that one. Uh, run it the other way. Biggest run it the other caller. way. One of the running backs up at the top. Well, that'll, yeah. That'll, I mean, that's that's obvious. If you want me to take a, a not obvious answer, I'll go with... Let's go with Devontae Adams. Devontae <laughs> Adams. Ooh, I like that. Um, I will go with um, Terry McLaurin. I like that one as well. Terry McLaurin. And I'll, I'll let the people figure out why. Uh, Amon Ra is nominated for one Patrick. of them. Which, which one? <laughs> is it going to be a writer or a fuck? He, he can easily be both in some people's eyes. Mm, I think Amon Ra is only a candidate for the biggest riser. I, I don't see the universe in which Amon Ra is the biggest faller. Um, That's fair. That's another good one. Amon Ra could fall a little bit, but I don't think he'll be the biggest faller. Whereas he could be a big riser. Uh, biggest drop, Kelsey. Absolutely. That's, but that's more. I, I, I tried to not pick someone who was an automatic age-related drop. Like I could have named Kelsey, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, but but we know those. Th- those are a guarantee. I'm not telling you anything eventful by telling you they're going to drop. Well, yeah, but he's not necessarily. He's only 26. He's not aged out. If he had a great season, he could totally rise. I just don't expect that. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Patrick says fair. Uh, but anyway, thanks everyone for uh, for watching the show. We, we've had pretty good results with this time. Uh, it took a little bit of time to get people in the chat, but it always does. Patrick says thanks for another fun show. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, work, you know, yeah, we'll uh, you know we'll probably stick with this time. It's gonna be good in two weeks. Oh, we'll be uh, oh. yeah. We might do a little bit of a longer show uh, in two weeks because we'll be live right at the start of three hours after the tampering period starts. So you know we it's might gonna be, uh, news is going to be flying. Yeah. So you know we might do a little bit more of a live show. We'll we'll cover everything that happened in the three hours before and then everything that happens during. Um, and you know we'll we'll hopefully have like a hangout style thing and. Uh, preview of what we're going to be doing for the NFL draft. Um, but anyway, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Our Twitter handles are down there. Yep. My mic's in the way, but I'm now at Tyler FF creator. So, uh, 
And yeah, everything else is, uh, I'll put it all in the comments below the show. And don't forget, if you're on podcasts, make sure to leave us a review. Uh, comment on the video if you're on YouTube. And subscribe. Hit that red button. Yep. Hit that red button. Get those notifications when they work. I love it. Until next week. Peace. Peace.